Standard Bank is yet another of the big four banks to report significantly improved financial results. The group is, of course, one of the largest banking groups on the continent and operates in 20 sub-Saharan countries. The group reported results for its financial year to the end of December today. Headline earnings rose by 57% to 25 billion rand, with the South African operations bouncing back strongly. And the bank declared a final dividend of 5 rand and 11 cents a share, which pushes up the total dividend for the year to 8 rand 71. Sim Chabalala is on the line. He is Standard Bank Group's CEO. Sim, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an impressive recovery from 2020, but I see you're not quite back to the pre-COVID levels. Can you put these results in perspective? Rick, yes, thank you very much and always a pleasure to chat to you. It's one of the highlights of my uh, year to talk to you twice a year. So I am really that's... glad to hear that. <laughs> A couple of things. First of all, our lending. So what does a bank do? It raises deposits and it lends. So our gross loans and advances to customers were up 9%. And that was driven by two things, mainly growth in our home loans business and in our vehicle and asset finance business, as well as in our unsecured lending business. Why is that relevant? Rick, it bespeaks the confidence of the consumer. The top end of the consumer base, particularly wealthy people, get the benefit of dividends and investment income. They have had preservation of their jobs. The middle classes, they got the benefit of low interest rates. And the bottom of the pyramid had the floor provided by pairs as well as by um, social grants. And that, I think, gave rise to good growth in net interest income that you saw in Standard Bank, notwithstanding the fact that we had suffered a decline in interest rates. People call it the endowment effect. On non-funded revenues, in other words, uh, non-interest income, that was the outcome of more activity by our clients, more swipes, more interchange, more people purchasing goods, giving rise to non-funded revenues. The third element of that, of course, was trading revenues were also pretty good. And then Importantly, we managed our costs very well. So we managed our costs with great discipline at below the growth of inflation. The big impact, of course, the biggest single driver of the improvement in performance was the fact that our credit impairment charges reduced by more than half. They were down to 9.9 billion rand. I think the theme of 2021 or was most definitely impairments, because in uh, 2020, I think the impairment charge you put through your statements was around 20 billion rand, and now you halved it to around 10 billion. Did you perhaps over-impair in 2020, and that may have assisted the bounce in profitability we saw last year? I don't think we over-provided. We followed with discipline and fidelity, the principles, accounting principles. And in our case, we've always said to you, what you see is what you get. So I'm payment charges over the years, you know, into 2019, we're roughly 3.7 billion. And then in the first half of 2020, following the lockdown that you remember happened in, in April, they went up to 11.2 billion. These are the credit impairment charges, the income statement charge. In the first half of 2020, that was 11.2. Second half was 9 billion. And you're right, that gets you to just over 20 billion rand. In 2021, as the environment improved, there was a significant decline then as a result. There was an improvement in the forward-looking provisions. As you view what the economy is going to look like, you obviously provide for less as you write your loans. 
And then, of course, there were repayments and recoveries. In particular, there was quite a lot of repayments and recoveries in the corporate and investment banking business, with the result that we ended up then with impairments of just shy of 10 billion rand. As the economy continues to improve, we should expect to see this improve. I might just point out that as interest rates rise, however, you can expect some strain on customers. But we still think that our credit loss ratio will remain at between 70 and 100 basis points. Let's talk about the interest rate cycle. It has turned. I think we will see several interest rate hikes this year. What do you expect from the number and the quantum of the interest rate hikes? And what do you think the impact will be? Because of what is happening globally and because of the increased inflation and therefore the response by the global authorities, the impact thereof on South Africa and as well our own inflation increases and the inflation expectations, you have to expect rate hikes of between 75 basis points to 100 basis points during 2022. However, we were expecting these to happen gradually, but given the events happening in Eurasia at the moment, it's theoretically possible that as a consequence of increased oil prices, increased inflation, the coming up of supply chains, our authorities may be compelled to accelerate those interest rate increases. It's going to be interesting. But let's talk about Liberty. You've taken full ownership of Liberty and it was delisted last week. But you said you now have 1.4 trillion rands worth of assets under management. That is an absolutely almost unbelievable sum of money. And you also state that you are the third largest asset manager in the country. Now, who are the bigger ones, PIC and 91? That is so. I think the fact is, Rake, the strategic rationale for what we've done remains intact. You know, we've said in the short term, what we want to do here is provide our clients with a better experience, a one-stop shop, as it were. And secondly, we want to generate better returns for our shareholders by generating capital lights revenues. Those are the two commercial drivers of what we've done. In the long term, we want to create, as you've just described, this bema throughout the continent, a champion in banking, a champion in asset management, and a champion in insurance, providing services to its clients. And this transaction is the next step in that progression. So yeah, you're quite right. Then just lastly, I've looked at my notes when uh, we spoke last, I think it was around six months ago, and I had a big word written at the top which says stressed with a question mark. And I can remember I thought that you were very stressed during the interview. Are you sleeping better at night now? Sadly not, because of the events happening in Europe. (laughs) I would be lying to you if I said I am. I'm deeply concerned by the unfolding events globally and the commercial impact thereof, as are a lot of people. So I am very concerned. Do you believe that represents a significant risk for South Africa and Standard Bank? No, I don't believe it represents a significant risk, principally because the trade that happens between South Africa and Russia is minuscule. We export roughly 0.3%. The proportion of what we export is 0.3%. So the Russian constitutes 0.3%. Of what we import, they constitute roughly 0.7%. And then in terms of our FDI stock, they have roughly 1.5%. So commercially, it's not large. If you think about our terms of trade, if the oil price goes up, remember, we're also exporting commodities, Mm. uh, coal, for example. 
And that offsets the negative impact in the terms of trade. What you have to worry about, however, is if this situation is persistent, long-lasting, becomes more pervasive, then you could expect you know, more dislocation of supply chains, more conflict, therefore higher inflation. That then would have a more long-lasting impact on South Africa. But I mean, if our economists and many global economists have not changed their assumptions about growth in South Africa, in Africa, Asia, and other parts of the world. They've assumed a decline in growth from 3.9% to 3.4% of the world economy as a consequence of the European impact. But other parts of the world should not be as severely impacted. Subject, of course, as I said, Rake, to how serious and how persistent the situation is. Sim, thank you so much for your time tonight. That was Sim Chabalala, the chief executive of the Standard Bank Group.